Welcome to another episode of the EU Smart Tourism Podcast. I'm Lisa from the European Commission, and today we'll be talking about new and emerging technologies and the way they're shaping the future of tourism. Smart gets you further. Technology changes all the time and fast, and nearly every industry, including tourism, is in for the ride. While many of us now rather casually talk about AI thanks to tools like ChatGPT, there's a broader canvas of machine learning and other digital innovations being painted in the background. And there are some real opportunities there. So destinations across Europe are finding innovative ways to use these technologies, elevating the way we think about tourism and making it smart. But then, of course, there are also challenges in this. First and foremost, there's a genuine concern about keeping the human touch particularly in tourism. After all, isn't travelling at its core about human experiences, connections and stories? And there's more. There's the challenge of ensuring privacy when so much data is available and flowing, ensuring accuracy when AI-driven recommendations miss them out, and ever so important, the issue of digital literacy, which is essential for destinations to be able to use any of these tools effectively. And so let's look at these tools and these trends today and catch up with some destinations who've got their tech game on point. And hopefully this will give us a clearer picture of the overall tech landscape. Our first guest today will take us right there. So I'm Eduardo Colombo. I'm an innovation expert specialized in uh, digital transformation, uh, specifically in tourism. And he's recently published a book on this very topic. I wrote a book, the title is uh, Turismo Megatrend. It's uh, all about the technology and innovation dedicated to tourism. So I did the map of uh, all the technology about uh, artificial intelligence, blockchain, cybersecurity, IoT, and uh, all the solutions that uh, can create a smart destination. The first trend we're going to mention here is, unsurprisingly, artificial intelligence chatbots. Artificial intelligence is already well known using chatbots and virtual assistants. And I think this will be probably one of the most important new ways to interact with tourists. We are more and more trained to use this kind of interaction as we use chat for talking even personally with with people in presence. Another important aspect is data analysis. In terms of analysis, of the trends and data, we can have a forecasting of the the demand and we can also kind of predict the customer behavior. And follow me on this. If we have the data and the information, then we can also try to influence and incentivize certain positive tourist behaviors. So this means that we can try to influence it and to give some uh, prize uh, award to, to behave in a good manner. And, and so also to, to give an incentive to potential uh, new, new customers to, to come back maybe and, and to, to visit the different places in the, in the city, in the destination. In Europe, tourists frequently grapple with language differences, making natural language processing and translation tools invaluable. What is really, really important, I think, is uh, uh, natural language processing and translation. This will uh, open a new frontier of uh, interaction with tourists because uh, uh, we can analyze and understand human language. And so this is very important to, uh, in terms of the sentimental analysis, to understand uh, 
customer reviews, which are written in the, in the language of the, of the tourist, and also to monitorize social media, and also to uh, interact in terms of, uh, in real time, with different languages, uh, with different uh, tourists uh, coming from different uh, languages and culture. This is very interesting. And also the chance to analyze video and uh, images and to generate video images will create a lot of opportunity to promote tourism and also to understand uh, relevant information about uh, where and were taken all the pictures and where were taken video. And so this means that through this data, we can understand if there is something very interesting uh, happening in real time or uh, where are the more interesting places. And so this can feed through different solutions of uh, artificial intelligence. Now, while tech offers a lot of great solutions, it does come with its own set of challenges. For instance, AI is biased. It tends to pull from what's most popular or trendy, and this can bring unintended consequences. Because artificial intelligence is a technology that uh, analyzes the behavior of the mass. And so if you ask what is interesting to see in a, in a destination, the artificial intelligence will check what other people have said about what is interesting in this in destination. So the answer will be the answer of the mass. So this means that in some terms, it will grow the problem of the, the question of, of over-tourism. But in Professor Colombo's opinion, the trade-off is positive because with more data available to destinations, they are empowered to find you virtually every facet of their service. I think that analysis will be the most important aspect for destination. I used to prefer to say instead of data-driven, service-driven. So data is the, the information but what is important is to elaborate this information to, to create effective services. And for destination, uh, through artificial intelligence, you can analyze a lot of uh, amount of uh, data, including uh, behavior of tourists and also reputation, social media, the trends of the, the perception of a destination will be very important. Also for environmental, environmental factors to understand in terms of emission will be very important to, to, to promote more sustainable tourism. So with all this in mind, let's have a look at how destinations are already using these technologies and what kind of opportunities and issues they are already running into. Our next guest comes to us from the city of Helsinki. My name is Henna Silpanen and I work as a senior advisor in smart tourism and digital development at the Tourism and Destination Management Unit at the city of Helsinki. I've been working in the tourism business uh, industry for about a decade now, and my career so far has always been business and tech oriented. So you could say that my passion is in helping Finnish companies and the tourism industry to grow in a smart way and also to leverage digital transformation. And my work in the city of Helsinki is very closely related to smart tourism and the digital development of the tourism industry and the city's own services that we offer to our network partners. And here is a view of leading emerging trends so far. So the, the main technological trends that I can see in tourism industry overall today and also what is happening in, in the tourism industry in Helsinki is that uh, we're definitely living in the era of AI and machine learning. Um, we can see that AI is already being adopted by tourism businesses, but we are still only starting to comprehend what we can do with generative AI and what it can do for us. 
both for good and bad. And it will take some time before we actually start to trust our AI colleagues and how it can actually help us to build a secure, safe and reliable digital world around us. Another huge trend that I can see happening is the datafication, meaning that we're transforming everything from devices to human tasks into data-driven technology. So we're seeing a whole new level of, for example, uh, business intelligence and analytics as we're starting to create, for example, forecasting models that are based on AI. And what is really fantastic to see in Finland, uh, as we're a small country, we're actually sharing tourism data very openly together among Visit Finland and the DMOs. And that is our competitive advantage so that we're actually saving resources by working together towards a data-driven uh, tourism industry and development. Thirdly, personally, I'm really fascinated about um, extended reality and the possibilities that metaverse could offer us. And it's not only these technologies individually separately, but actually how they're merging together and what kind of uh, comprehensive experiences and, and services they can offer for us. For example, we're seeing in Helsinki that we have food delivery robots that are calculating their optimal route by using AI, or we have virtual reality experiences that are using haptics and biometrics that where the users can actually control their movements. And in, in this specific case example, it's really interesting to discuss how data is actually collected by using the technology directly on the user's body. So we can, for example, catch the eye movements or other biometric data that the companies never had access to before. But here we can, for example, see and, and catch if their advertisements or if their products are located in the direct spot in this virtual um, reality environments, something that we could not replicate in the, in the real world in terms of catching the data and collecting the data from the customers. A lot of these trends are already being implemented in Helsinki. Most notably, the sharing of open data between the municipality and the private sector. The datafication, as it is, a, is a big trend. Um, Helsinki, fortunately, was actually one of the pioneer cities that started to offer open data. So, as a city, because we're collecting a lot of data, we also want to offer it as open data because we believe that this really enables the collective development of better services in diverse use cases. And this was the idea behind forming Helsinki Region InfraShare, which is a, a pioneer open data service that offers over 500 data sets and 177 open APIs, aiming to make better use of public data in the Helsinki region. For example, in the tourism industry, the data sets include uh, Helsinki's events and places, and uh, independent uh, companies are using this data to build their own services upon it and offer it as, for example, a commercial mobile application for tourists to use. Another um, thing that Helsinki was a pioneer in is, of course, Helsinki's digital twin that you may have heard of. It's like a city in a virtual form on the internet, and we use it as a smart development and simulation platform where we can test virtually ideas before we have to deploy them in practice. So this helps us to avoid making uh, costly mistakes and, and to really create better services for both the visitors and residents. And we want to be very transparent with how we are 
uh, collecting data and how we're how we're also using it. So therefore, we want to encourage also others to be transparent with how they're using artificial intelligence in their services, for example. That's why we have created the Helsinki AI register, which is where we give information about the city's artificial intelligence systems and encourage all interested parties to also uh, help us to build human-centered AI in Helsinki. So yes, a lot of progress has been made on the public sector side, but the adoption of technologies is still somewhat lacking. One main challenge is the lack of understanding. And this is in general, not only in tourism industry, but nationwide in across all sectors. We do not even know the half of what we could do with generative AI and with other main technologies. Companies may not have the know-how, the resources, or they're just at the very beginning of their digitalization uh, journey. We actually asked in mid-May in one of our bigger seminars uh, for tourism professionals in Helsinki, how and if they even use chat GPT in their work. And we learned that uh, the majority of the of the tourism professionals in Helsinki have never even used chat GPT. Uh, less than half of them uh, uses it once in a while, and only 7% said that they're using it on a daily basis. So we're now in a test phase where we really need to encourage companies to, to test and experiment and also discuss together to share their own uh, success stories and, and even failures of how how AI could be could be and could not be used in uh, in uh, service development and and uh, business development. Another issue is the complex ethical and legal status of all AI generated materials. This is a big controversial question that has been tied up to this technology from day one across all industries, not just in tourism. We hear a lot from the companies in Helsinki that they're concerned about the ethical use of AI-generated materials. They raise questions such as who owns the output, what material has been used to generate these materials, who owns the original copyright to those materials, is it legal to use the AI-generated materials for commercial purposes, and could they violate any any existing copyright rules in doing so and face legal troubles in their business? So I can understand why businesses are are very hesitant and concerned about using AI-generated materials. We really need to increase the awareness and know-how of how to use these materials safely and in a legal format. And at least in some of these cases, we don't have clear answers. Or at least not yet. But I do f- do feel that we need to uh, we need to find the answers together. This is a collaborative work that we need to do together with the with the companies and the public sector. Another issue revolves around the accuracy of current chatbots, as we mentioned earlier, and the scope of solutions that they can offer compared to an actual person. We see that AI and technology is never a replacement for a human. We can use it as a tool to help humans um, be more successful in their work, but we cannot even replace uh, our chat service with with the automated uh, chat bots at the moment, because we see that the questions we get from tourists in our tourist information are very unique. We always need to tailor make the answers so they're suitable to that specific customer, for example, based on their needs, motivations, and specific requirements. So the types of questions that we hear from tourists are not something that we could generate a standard response to with uh, with an automated uh, chatbot. 
is a typical example of a chatbot's answer being insufficient. For example, customers are asking um, specific restaurant recommendations if they have a specific food diet or uh, specific needs in terms of accessibility and so forth. This kind of information does not even exist on companies' own website. Instead, it's something that our customer service reps know by first hand, or they have to call the company to get this information from them. So ChatGPT or Bing, they do not have any existing material to answer these type of very unique, very detailed, very specific questions that we get from our customers. Instead, if the customers are asking, uh, what are the typical sites that I could do in Helsinki or how can I get from the train station to, to the nearest hotel? These are at a more generic level type of questions that, that AI tools are, are able to, to answer at the moment. And on top of that, we have another known AI problem sometimes called hallucination, where the AI chatbot replies to a question with a completely fictional made-up answer. Like it is incredible example. See, I did my, my research before joining this podcast. So I asked ChatGPT, um, how is AI used in Helsinki? And it gave at a very generic level some, some generic information. And then I asked in more detail, so how, what kind of chatbots in Helsinki are using AI? See, this is information that is already existing in our AI register. So I wanted to see if, if uh, ChatGPT had, uh, had access to that, that kind of a source material. But instead... What ChatGPT did was create a fictional story that in my Helsinki website, we are using a chatbot called Mara is answering our customer inquiries. And this is false. We do not have a chatbot in my Helsinki website, but for some reason, ChatGPT created this fictional story. So you have to be really careful with how you use ChatGPT and always do the fact checking before trusting that information. That is food for thought. Beyond AI and chatbots, which the My Helsinki website doesn't have, Helsinki keeps on working on new projects, sharing open data with the city's tourist operators. An example is this brand new software management platform. Well, we have just launched our new knowledge management software platform called Dataloki, Helsinki Destination Insights. And this is where, where I have been spending most of my work time from the past six months or so. And what this actually offers is a centralized, accessible, cumulative and comparable data for Helsinki's tourism and event operators. And it includes uh, data from over 40 different uh, sources, both from public and commercial sources of data. And it really aims to improve the decision making in the tourism and event industries so that decisions would be based on up-to-date information instead of reports from the past and this can really help us to focus more on analyzing real-time and predictive data and also together with our network and, and partner companies to share interpretations of data and optimize operations together towards a more smarter development in, in tourism. Finally, and this is something we cannot stress enough, handling data should be done with care, with attention to best practices with transparency, but most importantly, it should be done with intention. Data should only be collected when there is an actual planned use for it. And data should never be collected just for the sake of collecting it. Unfortunately, we can see that there's a lot of hype and, and a bit of a competition as well in terms of who collects the most, most data or who has 
most amount of data to use in their in their operations and decision making processes. But uh, there should always be a specific use case for handling data. Otherwise, it's just it's just meaningless. And we should also definitely share more data together, preferably through um, automation, through APIs, instead of by doing manual labor separately in different different organizations. So we can definitely reduce the amount of work that is involved in data handling if we share data and share good practices together more often. Another recommendation or something that we, we in Helsinki want to encourage everybody to consider further is the ethical use of data, even before you start to collect and handle it. A very good framework for this would be the European Union AI Act, as well as, for example, Helsinki's principles for the ethical use of AI and, and data, if you want to benchmark these principles in more detail. Our final guest today is Federico Royan who comes to us from the city of Seville. Seville, as you may already know, is the winner of the European Capital Smart Tourism Award for 2023, and it has been steadily building up its digital ecosystem for residents and visitors. Uh, we are now working on a new digital ecosystem in order to improve the experience of visitors and the quality of life of residents. In Sevilla, we are very focused on solving our challenges, and technology is the best tool to do so. In addition to tourism and websites, uh, CRMs or digital marketing tools, uh, we are also incorporating the new technologies into our ecosystem. One of the main projects at work right now has to do with managing the flow of tourists using digital sensors in real time. We are launching a pilot project in a section of our historic center to manage the density and uh, flow of tourism. So the first step of this project is to know how many tourists there are in this area and how they move around. To do this, uh, we have installed a pair of sensors in five different locations. One of the sensors is a Wi-Fi tracking and the other is an optical sensor that uh, uses artificial intelligence to analyze people and their movement. All this data will be crossed uh, with the data of the mobile Nexus networks uh, to get a real picture of the tourists in this area in real time. In the second phase of this project, the university, local governments, tech companies, the tourism sectors and residents will collaborate in the search for data-driven solutions. Together with Esri Company, we have developed uh, a digital twin of the Santa Cruz neighborhood, a virtual replica that contains georeferenced uh, data. Uh, we can run tests and see the flow of people in the different situation. Everyone will have access to the same information to suggest solutions. When rolling out this kind of technology, which collects data, the crucial aspect is to ensure privacy. And Seville has been deeply committed to achieving this balance. So... The technology is crafted to guarantee absolute anonymity. Our selection of this technology and suppliers reflects our strong commitment to ensuring information security and user privacy. It's impossible to identify a person. An example, Boshi's optical sensor pixelates image at source, leaving only an anonymous identifier in the form of a number to protect uh, user privacy. Lastly, we asked Federico to share some tips and takeaways to set up a digital ecosystem similar to this. I'm very bad at giving advice, but I will say three things. Uh, use the right tool for the job. Text pilot project uh, before full implementation. Uh, create a laboratory in which you can overcome challenges with your ecosystem. For me, uh, these are the things anybody should do if they want to implement a smart tourism solution well. 
or thank you Federico. And that's it for today. Thanks again to all our guests and to you for listening. Stay tuned and see you in the next episode. Smart gets you further.